0: I'm
1: Cassidy Hall. I'm Carl McColman. I am Kevin Johnson. And we are Encountering Silence. Encountering Silence is made possible by listeners like you. Please visit www.patreon.com forward slash encountering silence to learn how you can be part of the circle and share in our efforts to bring silence into our all-too-noisy world. More than a year ago and over 40 episodes, Encountering Silence has entered the podcast world and has made its presence known. Carl Cassidy and I have decided that it would be appropriate as the year ends and after a year of podcasting and traveling and talking to wonderful people and trying to be present to the silence, that it would be a good time to sit and reflect as an anniversary episode and a year-long kind of look back and a look forward, where is Encountering Silence going? And it's just the three of us gathered together today to ask and pursue that question. What is Encountering Silence? Where is it leading us? Where has it been? And so I guess what I just want to do as kind of hosting this conversation today is to throw that out there for the three of us to kind of reflect about Encountering Silence, the ride. And I was wondering if Either of you have something to say about where we've been and where we're going and about what Encountering Silence means now for you.
0: Yeah, I, I can't believe it's been a year, first of all. That's just incredibly amazing to me. One of the things I think about when I think about the podcast and even, of course, the concept Encountering Silence is it feels very reflective of silence in my own life right now. There are aspects of the podcast that I see happening that you know I want to tame a little bit. Um, I've noticed that there's been a lack of vulnerability, I think, on my part, which I think will will come as we talk more, just the three of us. But I hope that we stay true to what silence is and stay. Just honed in on that, stay clear, as um, Carl mentioned earlier in conversation. And I think when I say that's reflective of silence in my own life, I I think about, you know, both or all three of us have had such chaotic days the last couple months and just um, coming back to breathing and coming back to the raw nature of silence and the way it makes us happy and it makes us cry the way it you know holds the paradox of tension or rather the tension of paradox yeah I think I just am seeing a flailing for myself away from that and just wanting to come back to to everything silence is not just the happiness but also the pain that it points me to and my own interior life that it points me to.
2: Kevin, in responding to your question, let me begin by indulging in a little bit of my inner nerd or my inner fanboy. <laughs> if we had had this conversation a year ago, and somebody had said, Well, over the next year, you are going to have the opportunity to reflect on silence with James Martin and with Barbara Holmes, and with Loretta Coleman Brown, and with Richard Rohr, and with yes. Kathleen Norris and Parker J. Palmer, mm-hmm. uh, with, um, oh, I, you know, I, I, I'm having a hard time remembering everybody, Brother Paul Quinn and Brother Elias Marischal, mm-hmm. um, Jacqueline Bussey, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All of these people, I, you know, I, some of them I had been familiar with, others were new to me, uh, but these people are are teachers and i feel like i have been so privileged to be kind of in this in this I hate to use the phrase masterclass because I think it's, it's less masterclass and more servant class. <laughs> beginner's um, class. Beginner's <laughs> class. Exactly. Well, for, for us, at least <laughs> <laughs> certainly for me, you know, but, and, and then to be able to share those amazing conversations, you know, with the larger podcasting community, I just have such a sense of being privileged mm. to be part of this conversation. So, so that's the first thing I want to say. Um, You know, and I, I, I'll pick up on on what Cassidy was just saying that that I think that when we really are, if we're really serious about silence and serious about encountering silence and what does encountering silence mean, then we're going to be brought into places that are incredibly vulnerable, places that are maybe a little scary. We'll be encountering our own anxiety, our own kind of existential angst, if you will and um, our, our fear of death. I think silence can bring us to the threshold of death. And I mean that in both spiritual, but also physical ways. And we, we, we've talked a lot on, on the podcast about toxic silence, the relationship between silence and silencing or silence and oppression or silence and the breakdown of relationship or the breakdown of community. So, you know, silence, is is a witness to all of the above and one of the things that i think i have learned just with the current moment in american politics is facing how i am complicit in many things that i'm not particularly happy about whether it's you know systemic racism systemic sexism the marginalization of gay and lesbian persons and other other sexual minorities the, you know, the ongoing systems of economic stratification in our culture and the price that we pay for that, you know, and you might say, well, what does silence have to do with all of that? Well, well, like just a very quick example, prisons are not silent places. If you're in a Mm. prison, you don't have access to silence. Mm. So there's a relationship between silence and privilege. If you're, if you're living on the street, if you're an unsheltered person, you don't have access to silence, you know? And, and so if, if we want to, to talk about the role that silence plays in our lives, sooner or later we have to talk about things like accessibility to silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, so all of that is part of, part of, I guess, this conversation. So, you know, sitting here, yeah, a year ago, literally a year ago, we're recording this on December 20th. December 20th, 2017, I think at that point, we were all hoping that, well, no, I take that back. By, by that point, we knew that, that Jim Martin had agreed to be on the podcast because we met him at a conference. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we didn't have any other guests lined up. Mm-hmm. So I think none of us knew that we were about to participate in this amazing master class or beginner's class. So it's been a tremendous gift. And so I guess my hope looking forward for 2019 is how do we take this entire conversation deeper mm-hmm. and how do we begin to really wrestle with some of those very difficult questions what is the relationship between silence and suffering or silence and vulnerability or silence in the shadow to use a Jungian term or silence and 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 social justice slash injustice so um you know, so I hope that that we will be facing some of those difficult conversations and continuing to go deeper with the sweet stuff, you know, where, where is the place for contemplation in all of our lives and where does contemplation invite us and, and how are we invited into relationship with people who are other than us, Christians and Buddhists, gay and straight men and women, black and white, Catholic and Protestant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera you know, that I think silence can be a gift in those, those circumstances as well. So, so I know this is kind of long winded. I need to shut up, but, um, but I hope part of what's coming through is how much I, I feel so privileged to be part of this conversation. I'm so happy to be here and I'm really looking forward to where it's going to go.
1: Yeah. Listening to the two of you, it's, it's really no surprise. I think that's why the three of us work so well together is I, I, I have a lot of things I'd echo in the the two responses that you gave. I, I think uh, building on that, and it's kind of the place I've been probably for a couple of years. But the podcast really pulled it out of me, and I'm I was surprised. Uh, I, I'm with Carl there. It's, it's kind of funny. Uh, a year later, the people that we quote unquote met, all the interviews and all the conversations we had, I I do feel completely privileged I cannot believe I sat in this chair and and talked to people from around the world and and learned from them and and was able to be present with them and, and with you as well and so the, just this wonderful community and then our wonderful patrons I cannot believe that people uh, find the work I mean on some level I, I get it but I I mean I feel humbled that people find the work so important that they want to participate want to uh, they support us. They, uh, the financial support, the word of mouth support, uh, the the re the sharing of information, even online, even if they couldn't pay a dollar, it doesn't matter that they've shared it and told people about it. It's 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 moved me deeply to that there's this entire community of people out there who are walking and and wish to encounter silence deeply. But I think what is really shocking and what the podcast pulled out in these conversations communal conversations is i think it connects with what carl just said is there's some i'm starting to notice the problem of uh kind of organization institutionalization i get that that we need spaces of definition i get that we need words and language of course we've said that in the podcast we're not against technology we're not against thinking we're not against Uh, a sense of organizing in words, but it's interesting. I've seen this push that you're talking about, Carl, of how injustice and stuff comes into place. And I wonder if it's because what is the dominant voice? Is it the voice of noise or is it the voice of silence that's leading the institution? And it seems to me that institutionally, a lot of people have doubled down on noise and, mm-hmm. and I think that's why we see the problems we see economically and politically, whether it's at, you know, governmental level, educational level, levels of churches. But I've interestingly asking myself the question of where or is it possible to have communities, institutions, uh, pathways that organize the world and make sense of the world that doesn't uh, try to control and manipulate and crush people. Um, and I wonder, you know, it's, it's probably a philosophical question, but I keep wondering about uh, how do you have systems in place and, way, and ways of organizing your life and et cetera that doesn't crush who we are. And I think about that at the micro level for myself. How can I have a lived life that, you know, I can reach deadlines, do the things I need to do, but also not crush and control and try to hold on tightly in such a way that I stop uh, myself from coming forth and mm-hmm. cause my own harm. And I see that then written large, you know. and I think that's where a lot of the injustice comes from. So I've been playing for a while with the question of kind of wildness versus civilization. And it's not necessarily that they're anti against each other in a way, but I wonder about the voice of silence and the voice of noise playing in that and I wonder how to keep going with a podcast at a deeper level and allow the voice of silence to keep speaking through and mm. how to stay raw and fresh and clear about that and I think mm-hmm. um, that's a real struggle for me I, I don't want to not move forward because I absolutely adore this podcast I, I think it's we have so much more to say and explore but how to do that in such a vulnerable way and uh, and and yet move forward and not tread the same ground is really kind of the questions that are circling around in my head.
0: Hmm. I'd love to share something that I'm certain I've shared in a previous episode. But Henry Nguyen's quote um, from The Way of the Heart where he says, first, silence makes us pilgrims. Secondly, silence guards the fire within. Thirdly, silence teaches us to speak. And Mm -hmm. just some commentary on that, I want to say that, um, of course, that speaks for itself. But
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I think just remembering that, you know, silence makes us pilgrims. This is a journey. This is a pilgrimage into silence and with silence. And then, you know, silence guards the fire within. It's an interior journey. It's... You know, it's something that we're navigating in our own lives individually and together in communal silence. And thirdly, silence teaches us to speak. I think, you know, that, that points the exterior journey of silence. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I just, I like the idea of thinking of silence as pilgrimage in our interior lives and exterior lives, both as it's represented in the podcast and in our own lives and you know, in, in our friendship, even
1: Mm. our conversation will return after this brief moment of silence. Please take a breath and be present in this 30 seconds of silence. Beautiful. I think that's that quote. Now and is always, uh, he gets right at it. You know, that's just so uh, concise and precise. I think uh, those those points that he raises are completely accurate. The difference between destination, you know, having a goal and reaching a destination, or walking the path, you know, and mm-hmm. how to not turn walking the path into the goal, like making that the goal without making it the goal. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Like let's, let's go nowhere, but let's go.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's hurry up. Let's, let's hurry up to go nowhere. Exactly. And I love it.
0: By the way, I'm happy for you to not cut this, but I go now in or new in, and I've gone, I've said both ways,
1: but no, I've said both ways I'm, too. I've picked up okay. now and is my way. I don't know if that's okay. right. though. <laughs> I, I, I stand corrected if I'm wrong.
2: Yeah, I know one person who studied with Henry now and I'm pretty sure he pronounces it and but I've also heard people say Nguyen is the correct. So yeah. go go figure.
1: Yeah, you know. I don't know what to do with so that podcast
0: either. friends, if you know,
1: you
2: tell
1: us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoever's best friends with Henry can write in and tell there us. There you go.
0: Yeah. So I'd love to also ask you guys, I mean, you know, we're facing winter. We all think we have... "Quote unquote," a little bit of a break right now. Are you guys reading anything? Um, are you having any coming across any books that you're enjoying right now?
1: No, I never read anything. <laughs> <laughs> everybody,
0: everybody goes to get their stacks,
1: but that's correct. I'm looking at my <laughs> stack across the room and laughing at it.
0: So I'm I'm finishing uh, Parker Palmer's On the Brink of Everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the books I'm Currently reading is uh, The Universal Christ, which is Richard Rohr's new book and is out for pre-order, and I have an advanced copy uh, for the possible reasons that maybe some patrons might find out about, um, (laughs) that they might want to check. Hint, hint. (laughs) But I also am doing some reading um, that to other people would probably seem very academic, but for me is actually kind of fun. I'm reading some philosophy um, currently. But uh, I'm actually taking a break from reading. It's funny. I have my pile, but I'm not actually there's reading There's nothing anything. wrong with that. Yeah, I, I have my pile, and there, there's good stuff. I mean, I have about five different books that I purchased. I got at Convivium and stuff um, that are kind of fiction books and things that I'm looking forward to reading. But uh, I'm actually taking a break because I'm feeling the end of the year here. I'm kind of ex- exhausted. I don't know if Carl's yeah, yeah. reading anything in particular.
2: Yes, it's a list, but I'll try to be brief. I'm reading uh, Moffat's Scotland A History, and that's because, okay, commercial time, I'm leading a retreat in Scotland next summer. yeah. Details on my website, if anybody's interested. <laughs> um, so, you know, so doing that, uh, I'm also reading an advanced reader's copy. It's Thomas Merton's A Course in Desert Spirituality, which is edited by John Sweeney. Yes. Uh, I think that's going to be out in the spring. Um, you know, the book that came out, what, a year or two ago called A Course in Christian Mysticism. This book is similar in format. It's based on um, on Merton's the chapter talks that he gave to novices or to mm-hmm. scholastics, mm-hmm. Uh, specifically on the wisdom of John Cashin and the Desert Mothers and Fathers. Uh, just a, a couple of other review books that I've been looking at. Brent Bill's Holy Silence, uh, Michael Casey's Grace on the Journey to God. Um I'll tell you, the poetry that I'm reading right now is Paul Quinnen's Unquiet Vigil, which is just amazing, just really, really, really wonderful. And then just for fun, I'm reading a book called Blessed Are the Weird, A Manifesto for Creatives. Hmm. The author, I'm I'm, I'm drawing a blank, I think it's Jacob Nordby. It's Nordby, I'm not quite sure of his first name. And it's basically just, it's just a love song to, to the creative spirit. And he looks, he looks at, at creativity in the light of, of writers, of painters, of musicians, but he also talks about mystics. He talks about heretics and, and he really talks about creativity as kind of a a fundamental response of the soul. He's not writing it from a particularly religious perspective. I think he was, he was raised evangelical and now he, you know, doesn't necessarily profess a religious identity, but I think somebody, there's a lot of soul to this book and, um, you know, this is something I, I haven't talked about this a lot on the podcast, but um, Kevin and Cassidy both know that 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 the the vocation of a writer, the the vocation of of being a creator, has been something really on my mind a lot in the last few months, and so. Um, so there may be, you know, some things that bubble up about that because I think there's an essential relationship between silence and creativity. Mm. And so, um, you know, especially, you know, we we talk about yeah the, the social dimension of silence, but but let's not lose sight of that personal dimension of silence that every one of us is invited into the the present moment of silence mm. each and every day. Mm. And um, and so for me, much of the juice of that is looking at how does that shape who I am as somebody who seeks to be a creative person.
0: I am finishing up Parker Palmer's On the Brink of Everything, James Baldwin's The Fire Next Time. Woo! Have you guys read that?
1: No, but that's on my to-read list.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm also reading A Course in Desert Spirituality um, by Thomas Merton, edited by John Sweeney.
1: Yeah.
0: And Make Peace Before the Sun Goes Down, the Long Encounter of Thomas Merton and his abbot James Fox ah, by yeah. Roger Lipsy. Yeah. Interesting. And here's here's a good great one I'm reading, which someone recommended to me. I actually read a chapter from which but I just love this title. It's by Mitzi J. Smith, and it's called Womanist Sass and Talkback: Social Injustice, Intersectionality, and Biblical Interpretation. Mm. Mm which is, as you can imagine, quite wonderful. And then finally, my poetry is um, Patrick Otuma.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry for your troubles. Mm. And he also wrote, I think, a few other books of poetry, but I'm sure you guys are familiar
2: with him. Yeah. Which, yeah, so... Oh, possible, um, possible future well, guest on Encountering Silence. Patrick. We'll if see. you're listening, you know... The, um, <laughs> I, I, I've I've met him twice. He's a wonderful, gentle man.
1: So, the question I have that I for both of you is: Where do you see encountering silence next year? There is no way you could tell us. Whatever you say is going to be wrong because I couldn't have predicted this year. But I'm just kind of curious <laughs> what you would say. Where do you Where do you want to head, or what things are speaking to you?
0: Well, I I see. And I hope for Encountering Silence to continue to be a deepening in our own lives and in our conversations and in the ways in which we truly encounter silence. I really like what both of you said earlier just about our hopes. And I hope that we, I hope that we go that direction and we, and we continue to talk about the hard things and talk about them more in depth. You know, and when it comes to Patreon, I'd, I'd love to see 50 patrons at some point. We're actually pretty close to that. So it's just been amazing to see people that want to support and come into the circle to really help create with us in some capacity. You know, it provides time and space so that we can create. And that's why, you know, we we talk about our Patreon at the beginning and end of every episode, because it is something that helps us um, to do this. And, and we do feel like, we're co-creators with with those people, with mm. all of our listeners, with everybody that supports us in any way, you know, for you guys, even your spouses, right? Mm. So <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's my thought
2: on that question. One yeah. of the things that I'm hoping for is that we can we can broaden the conversation. You know, i I love talking with authors who have written amazing books. Mm. you know, yeah, the Richard Rohrs, the Kathleen Norrises. You know, I hope that that we'll continue to have those kinds of conversations. But I'm really interested in talking to people, maybe out of different, different industries or or, or different fields that that tie in with silence. I would love to talk to a, an engineer who works on noise canceling headphones. Mm. I would love to talk to, uh, you know, a software developer who has developed an app that helps people to be silent. So, you know, those are just two ideas that, that, that are off the top of my head. But let's, um,
0: let's still not forget about the great authors, like no, Mary no, Oliver.
2: No, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah yes, Mary. If you're she's listening, on our wish list, right? Uh, oh, wish
1: list. Oh my lord!
2: If, if you're listening, Mary, please come out of retirement for just one hour, one sweet little hour. <laughs> half hour. I'll us. take a half hour. <laughs> half an hour. There you go. But uh,
0: <laughs> I'll take five minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. You know, it's um. So yes, no. That this is not instead of. This is in addition to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. To be ver- to be perfectly clear. But, but I also want to echo something that Cassidy touched on towards the beginning of this conversation, that I, I am looking forward to more opportunities for the three of us to reflect just the three of us. There, um, I, I got some feedback from a listener fairly early on in the podcast's history. This is back in the spring when a listener who I know here in Atlanta, so I, I know this person face to face, and said to me, you know, I love the episodes with just the three of you as much as I love the episodes where you're where you're interviewing a guest, mm-hmm. and that was really helpful feedback for me. And I, I I think this person will be honest with me if his opinion ever changes, but <laughs> but in the meantime, you know, yes, it's wonderful for us to go and learn from these these amazing teachers, but then there's also the question of how do we process what we've learned? How how are the three of us cultivating that deeper silence in our lives, hopefully that that can spark conversations in social media or, or even in person at, at conferences or monasteries or whatever with other people who are also striving to cultivate that deeper silence. So so I really hope that that, that conversation continues even along with the conversations with interesting guests.
1: Yeah. And again, I you know, I'm glad I asked these questions and you answer because you guys, then I don't have to say too much. I just agree completely. Uh, and I, I want to jump on what Carl just said about the idea of expanding the guests. I want to keep the authors and everything. But I, I was thinking the other day, how great would it be to, uh, if, if my wife said to me, like, wouldn't it be great to get like a rock musician or somebody who you wouldn't expect that would then come on and say how silence is essential for their process? You know, like mm. somebody that you wouldn't equate with, like, silence. And and so I was thinking about that, too. And, and so if I wanted to joke around and, and, you know, Mary Oliver, well, you know who endorsed uh, uh, Richard Rohr's, one of Richard Rohr's books is Bono. So if Bono, if you're out there listening... And you want to leave you too, and talk about how silence and <laughs> and thing you want to talk oh. for twenty minutes i can I can get fit that into the schedule because i I do think that there are a bunch of people out there, whether it's engineers, musicians, artists, sculptors, you know, whoever, scientists, who do plug into silence and see it as necessary, and yet we don't associate that with their work and it would be amazing to have those conversations and learn from them so.
2: Yeah, since since John Cage is no longer alive, my vote would probably go for Brian Eno. Oh,
1: that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah, you
2: know, his 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 ambient series of recordings that really do, you know, silence is an instrument on those on those recordings. And um and Ando, the amazing, you know, British Zen poet. Mm. She I can't remember the name, but a Japanese musician. She wrote about this person. Well, I'll find it and put it in the show notes. Mm who is, again, uses silence as part of his musical palette. So, you know, so, yeah, so, so, so I'm hoping that that the encountering silence community that we can together, and I'm including our patrons and our listeners, all our other listeners as well, Mm. uh, you know, share with one another, these amazing, you know, kind of silence. We talk about silence heroes a lot on this show you know, well, the silence heroes don't have to be the famous people, you right. know, uh, the Thomas Mertens and the Mary Olivers, as much as I admire those folks. But mm-hmm. um, but to use the example of of Ando, the British poet who lives in Portugal now, who, you know, who certainly is not a household name. We met her through Patreon, mm-hmm. you know, that has Patreon has been a real gift to us in that respect, that here is this other creative person living in Europe who you know who again has what you know about 50 or 60 patrons and and teaches zen poetry online you know it's kind of just doing her thing but her work is so soulful and so deep and so rich mm-hmm. and you know and so to for us to connect with people like that and then to share them with with each other but also with the larger kind of listening community i think that's part of the privilege of this podcast and so i'm hoping we'll do more of that you know who are who are the unsung silence heroes out there, and how can we find them and share them? That, that would be one of my hopes for the future.
1: Well, friends, we, we come now to the end. We wanted to keep this episode brief. I think it's smart to do that because there's only so much uh, navel-gazing we can do about where we've been and where we're going. But <laughs> at the same time, I think it is a necessary component. Uh, for a healthy community to discern and to think this through. And so I'm so glad that we spent a little bit of time at the end of this year uh, doing that together. And I, as always, thank you so much for spending the time and, and engaging and putting up with me and talking with me about the topic <laughs> and being a silence nerd like me so I'm not by myself.
2: It's my pleasure.
0: And this will be our 45th episode, I believe. So that we're is- coming up on 50.
1: Yeah. Mm. Stay tuned.
0: It's an honor to work with you guys.
1: Same. Likewise. Thank you for listening to the Encountering Silence podcast. If you enjoy our ongoing conversation about the beauty of silence and its meaning in our lives, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or at our website, www.encounteringsilence.com. You can subscribe to our email list at our website. Connect with us on social media, on Twitter at Silence Podcast, or on Facebook at Encountering Silence. And please visit www.patreon.com forward slash Encountering Silence to become a patron of this podcast. Your financial support will allow us to continue creating new episodes and spreading the message of how vital silence is to our social, spiritual, and physical well-being.